Welcome back, <clears throat> Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Timing-wise, this isn't great, because I've just realised that tonight's poet, William Wordsworth, is a big one. There's about, I think there's 20-something pages worth, and, um, you know, I wish I could say I was in, had the energy to go, right, let's knock it out, let's just do it. <clears throat> but I don't tonight. So we're going to break it up into little bits. So we are going to be stuck on the one poet for for at least two nights, maybe more. Um, just going to do a quick one tonight. Probably just read one or two. or I'll read five, actually, is what I'll do. Because it starts with a five-parter. Um, but that's only a small chunk of Williams Wordsworth's poems. But first, let's anyway talk about James Hogg. Quite the surreal epic, this poem. Kilmeny is the best-known part of the Queen's Wake, published in 1813, says Swim. The Queen's Wake is a narrative poem that presents the contributions in various metres of a series of Scottish bards to a competition organised by Mary, Queen of Scots, on her arrival in Scotland from France in 1561. In Kilmeny, the 13th bard Drummond of Urn sings of a young woman who is taken to the land of Thokcher and returns for a period to impart words of wonder and words of truth. A nearly illiterate shepherd until the age of thir- uh, 18, Hogg became a prolific writer of poetry, ballads, songs, short stories and historical narratives who was ranked amongst Scottish writers only below Robert Burns and Sir Walter Scott. Ghosts, both real and explained, appear regularly in Hogg's works, as do less familiar creatures, brownies, fairies, kelpies, and wraiths. The author used the occult for purposes other than mere shock and integrated his own humour and folk wisdom with strange and lively narratives to produce highly moral, extremely entertaining tales. Hogg is today mostly known for his 1824 novel, The Private Memoirs, Memoirs and Confessions of a Justified Sinner. The plot concerns Robert Ringham, a staunch Calvinist who believes he is guaranteed salvation and justified in killing those he believes are already damned by God. The novel has been classified among, among many genres, including gothic novel, psychological mystery, metafiction, satire, and the study of totalitarian thought, it can also be thought of as an early example of modern crime fiction in which the story is told, for the most part, from the point of view of its criminal anti-hero. Justified Sinner is available on Gutenberg. That actually sounds pretty awesome. I feel like I'd like to read that. Maybe I'll put that on my, my uh, next up. Might be something that I just read, uh, you know, for the heck of it. For the heck of it. I don't do that very often anymore. You know, I used to be a big reader. Reading for, just for pleasure, you know. And um, really for the last few years, I've only really read these books in the Hemingway list and nothing else besides. And now that we're nearing the end of the list, I'm wondering... Will that have an effect on that? You know, was that, is it related at all? It might not be, you know. Sometimes you just fall out of the habit of, of reading. And, 
in a way I haven't really done that because I still do read every single day. Um, so anyway, justified sinner of uh, what is it? Justified memoirs and confessions of a justified the private memoirs and confessions of a justified sinner. Pretty cool. I liked the poll too. Excuse me. So I feel like I might like that book. Thank you, Swim, for bringing that to my attention. Williams Wordsworth is today's poet, 1770 through to 1850. The first poem is a five-parter called Lucy, part one. Strange fits of passion have I known, and will dare I to tell. But in the lover's ear alone, what once to me befell. When she I loved looked every day fresh as a rose in June, I to her cottage bent my way beneath an evening moon. Upon the moon I fixed my eye, all over the wide lea. With quickening pace my horse drew nigh, those paths so dear to me. And now we reached the orchard plot, and as we climbed the hill, the sinking moon to Lucy's cot came near and nearer still. In one of those sweet dreams I slept, kind nature's gentlest boon. And all the while my eyes I kept on the descending moon. My horse moved on, hoof after hoof. He raised and never stopped, when down behind the cottage roof at once the bright moon dropped. What fond and wayward thoughts will slide into her lover's head, O oh, mercy to myself, I cried, if Lucy should be dead. 2. She dwelt among the untrodden ways, beside the springs of Dove, a maid whom there were none to praise, and very flew few to love. A violet... By a mossy stone, half hidden from the eye, fair as a star, when only one is shining in the sky. She lived unknown, and few could know when Lucy ceased to be, but she is in her grave, and oh, the difference to me. 3. I travelled among unknown men, in lands beyond the sea, nor England did I know till then what love I bore to thee. Till past that melancholy dream, nor will I quit thy shore a second time, for still I seem to love thee more and more. Among thy mountains did I feel the joy of my desire, and she I cherished turned her wheel beside an English fire. Thy morning showed, thy nights concealed the bowers where Lucy played, and thine, too, is the last green field that Lucy's eyes surveyed. Four. Three years she grew in sun and shower, then nature said a lovelier flower on earth was never sown. This child I to myself will take, she shall be mine, and I will make a lady of my own. Myself will to be, myself will to my darling be, both law and impulse, and with me, the girl in rock and plain, in earth and heaven, in glade and bower, she'll feel an overseeing power to wreak, to kindle or restrain. She shall be sportive as the fawn that wild with glee across the lawn or up the mountain springs, and hers shall be the breathing balm, and hers the science and the calm of mute insensate things. The floating clouds their state shall lend, to her for her, for her the willow bend, nor shall she fail to see. Even in the motions of the storm, grace that shall mould the maiden's form by silent sympathy. The stars of midnight shall be dear to her, and she shall lean her ear in many a secret place, 
where rivulets dance, their wayward round and beauty born of morning sound shall pass into her face, and vital feelings of delight shall rear her form to stately height, her virgin bosom swell, such thoughts to Lucy I will give while she and I together live here in this happy dell. Thus nature spake, the work was done, how soon my Lucy's race was run, she died and left to me this heath, this calm and quiet scene, the memory of what has been and never more will be. 5. A slumber did my spirit seal, I had no human fears, she seemed a thing that could not feel the touch of earthly years, no motion she has now, no force, she neither hears nor sees, rolled round in earth's diurnal course with rocks and stones and trees. And that's the first five Williams, William Wordsworth poems. So I thank you for listening to that and I will see you tomorrow.